Well, today, truly, I believe, can be a game changer. What we talk about here for the next few minutes completely alter your life as it has for mine. We're going to talk about what is called the primary question. This is something most fully developed by Anthony Robbins and Chloe Madonis. But the primary question, we each have one. It's often subconscious at this point. You may have had the same question for decades. You may not know what it is, but as we think about it today, you'll be able to uncover what that is. And the primary question is something that has guided your life. It filters your thinking, and it's something you ask yourself on a daily basis, on a consistent basis, again, often unconsciously, and you might have been doing it for years, but your primary question is what we're going to talk about today. That primary question helps decide what you notice and what you react to and what you decide. It's something you ask yourself over and over again. As we've said before, we have 60,000 thoughts a day. Most of those, for most people, are the same thoughts the next day unless we become conscious and choose a different way of thinking. And so as we think about what is my primary question, before we leave today, I encourage you to have a new primary question, one that expands beyond your life to include other people. It's not whether a question is good or bad. It's whether that question is serving me and beyond me, does it serve other people? Bill Carmen said it like this, we ask ourselves tons of questions every day, but there is one question we ask ourselves several times a day, and it shapes who we are, what we do, and why we do it. This is Genevieve. She was going through this process at a seminar with Tony Robbins, and she came to the conclusion her question, her primary question is, am I having fun? Now, is that a harmless question? Am I having fun? Drives her focus, her decisions, what she notices, what she reacts to. You're going to see that question, am I having fun? Doesn't have to be good or bad, but for her, had massive implications and was very, very destructive. So she came up with a new primary question. I'll give an example. This was a time when I was in the Marine Corps. I was a military police and my partner for about a year, he asked his question out loud. Now, most people you know, probably don't say it out loud all the time, but he asked it out loud all the time. And his primary question day in and day out when we would go to a 911 call was, what is wrong with people? What is wrong with people? Now, does that shape the way a person sees life? Does that shape their relationships? Does that shape the way that they live day in and day out? What is your primary question? You may not know it right this moment. Truly though, we all do know what the question is for each of us. It just may not be something you have consciously tried to say, this is my question. So I encourage you not to just passively listen, but to write down what has been your primary question. And to do that, you have to be in a place where you're not driven by fear. You know, Jesus talked about worship in spirit and in truth. Part of that spirit is in a place of gratitude where there is no fear. And fear is eliminated by gratitude. So try to think of something now that you're especially grateful for. And maybe it's been recent, past week. Might be something that comes to mind years ago. But in a place of gratitude, we start to get closer to that spirit and in truth worship Jesus talked about. Now keep this verse in mind. 1 Corinthians 3.3. Paul writing to some people in Corinth that had a lot of relationship problems. He says this, you are still fleshly. 
Now that fleshly means selfish and consistently living in sin. And he gives examples. Among you there's envy and strife and divisions. And then he says the key here, 1 Corinthians 3.3, Are you not carnal, walking as mere men? Now I think Paul probably used that statement a number of times because it really is where reality hits. When we stop and say, the way I behave, the way I talk, the way I think, am I living as a mere man, a mere woman? Our calling in Scripture is to be ambassadors, to be kings and queens. Later, Paul would say, do you not know that you will judge angels? And so he says, do you want to live like a mere man or a mere woman? Because when you live for selfishness, own sin, that's what it looks like. This here is Anthony Flew, and he's a very well-known atheist in Europe. Some say the most well-known. He died just a few years ago. He wrote this book there, There Is a God. And why Anthony Flew's story is so interesting, he was an outspoken atheist until he was 81. 81, he became a believer in God. He said he had looked at life, looked at science, and he came to a place where he said, I believe in God. And his friends then said, we believe that something's happened, that he has a mental illness. He'd been an atheist 81 years. Suddenly he believes. So he sat down and wrote this book, There is a God, to show it wasn't something mentally wrong. He said, I've studied life and evidence and truth, and I believe there is a God. And his question went from an atheist, what is the point, to a new question as a believer, what is God like? Those questions lead to completely different destinies. What is the point to what is God like? So, to not live like mere men, like mere women. We're going to stop and take a few moments and think about what is the primary question you've been asking. We're going to discuss how to get a new one. And the way to get a new question is to be in that place of gratitude in spirit and in truth and say, what is something that will expand beyond myself not just be good for me, but good for other people. And the way to make that new primary question second nature is you have to write it down and daily you have to read it, say it out loud, answer it out loud, and do that for at least a month and then it becomes second nature. But again, there has to be that place of courage to honestly say, what has my primary question be? Even if it has been selfish, it can change today. As Paul said, we all are on this journey before that great cloud of witnesses. And today truly can be a game changer for you and I if we stop and say, I'm going to have a new primary question that I'm going to ask. Brian Houston shared, one day his mom was overwhelmed with life relationship problems with her husband, financial problems, health problems. He said she let out a sigh and fell to the ground and said, I can't take this anymore. And he said there in that moment, she had one of the most authentic, life-changing moments where God met her in that place. And he said, since then, I've asked people, what is your sigh? You know, maybe your sigh is financial problems. Maybe your sigh is health. Maybe your sigh is a broken relationship. Maybe your sigh is loneliness. And I love what he said though. The same pioneer who authored your salvation can renew your faith. 
And the power of faith can lead to a breakthrough in your life. So what has your side been? And recognize that author and finisher of your faith, Christ Jesus, can take you from where you are, meet you in that place where you say, I can't take this anymore, and pick you up and move you to a place where you are restored and renewed, and that faith can lead to that breakthrough in your life. A few years ago, Eugene Peterson wrote the message. It is a paraphrase of Scripture. And in 2 Corinthians 6, 11, he shares it like this. And I love the way he writes 2 Corinthians 6, 11, Paul's words, your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. Think about earlier Paul's words, don't live like a mere man. And now your lives aren't small. You're just living them in a small way. Sometimes that smallness is driven again by a small primary question or a selfish primary question. How do you get a new primary question? You're gonna have to write down a new one and consciously study it, read it out loud, answer it until it becomes second nature. I'll give you some examples here in just a moment and we'll see what happened to Genevieve and that simple question that seems so harmless. Am I having fun? Here's a great song though from 1927. Edward McHugh wrote this. People still sing this song today. Some people recite this in services on Sunday morning and here's why. It's beautiful. Look what he wrote. If I have wounded any soul today, if I have caused any foot to go astray, if I have walked in my own will or way, dear Lord, forgive. If I've walked in my own will or way. That's what we're looking at. So many people's primary question, it's their own way and it's their own will. And we want to move beyond that to a place where we say, you know what? Let it not be my own way. Let it not be my own will. What has been the primary question that's been driving your life? Is it leading you to live like a mere man, a mere woman, to live small? Here's some examples of primary questions people have shared. Why do I fail at everything? Will I ever be loved? How can I get people to like me? How can I make money? Will things ever change? How can I make my father be proud of me? When will the next bad thing happen to me? How can I make this better? You see, the primary question, again, you might even not recognize where it came from. It might have been something you picked up years ago. But what has been your primary question? That thing you ask several times a day. Now make it a conscious discussion with yourself. 60,000 thoughts a day. Has that question been your own will and your own way? This is a gentleman that has had quite an acting career. His name is Jim Caviezel. And a few years ago, he was in a very big movie. Now the movie cost $30 million to make. It made over $600 million. And to this day, that movie has been the most profitable R-rated film in North America in all of history. 30 million to 600 million. That movie he was in changed his life. 
Now, before that movie, he was an agnostic. He had thoughts about, again, like, what is the point? And while he was making the movie, he was struck by lightning, caused him health problems, ended up having heart surgery. He dislocated his shoulder. And that movie changed his life. And he became a very strong believer. And he's a very strong believer today. In that movie he was in, he played Messiah in The Passion of the Christ. And he's been interviewed recently because another movie's coming out. But he says more than that, he's working with that same production company on another movie that he says, you know, I think it'll be the biggest movie yet. And it's about the resurrection of Christ. But he's a very strong believer now. And Jim Caviezel was giving a speech And he said something, I think, incredibly important. He put it like this. He said, have the courage to step into this pagan world and shamelessly express your faith. The world needs proud warriors animated by their faith. Warriors like Paul and Luke who risked their names and lives to take their love for Jesus into the world. God is calling each of us. Now this last sentence here is very key. Set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. Be a saint. You weren't made to fit in. You were born to stand out. You weren't made to fit in. You were born to stand out. Like Paul said, we are not called to be mere men. Live with a different standard. Live to say, you know what, as an ambassador for Christ, as a king in his kingdom, or as a queen in his kingdom, What should my primary question be? This is going to have a bigger impact, not just on my life, but on other people's lives as well. What is it that I could have as my new primary question that will completely change the destination of my life, completely change where I'm going so that I have a whole different outcome? You see, here's the challenge again, though. When we stop and say about making a momentous change or we stop and we say you know what let's consider something very important that could be done differently today and this could be a real game changer the reality is just like we talked last week jesus said the seed gets planted but the enemy comes along and tries to take that seed and the way to stop that from happening is to stop for a moment and say what am i grateful for if i live in spirit and in truth and not by the flesh and that spirit What am I grateful for? And it's in that place we can hear that still, small voice. So before you think about your new primary question, before you stop and say, I want to replace my old question, what is something that you can honestly say in this moment I'm grateful to God for? Because gratitude destroys fear. Gratitude destroys anger. And in anger and fear, we can't find the real answers. But if you're in a place of replacing expectation for appreciation. If you can truly say, I believe that life is happening for me and not to me. If you can truly say, you know what, Christ is my life and I want to decrease so that he may increase. You see, from those places of honest heart-to-heart prayer before God, maybe you want to stop for a moment and say, you know, what is my sigh? What is that place where I'm coming to the end of myself where I can say I can't take this anymore and recognizing in that moment of authenticity, God will meet you there and lift you up and take you to a new place of growth where the pioneer and author of your faith will lead you to a new breakthrough. 
Coming to a new primary question can be a game changer, but it has to be something that you do from a place of gratitude. It can't be something simply academic. It can't be something that you simply say, let me write something down because other people are writing something down. You have to stop and truly say, what's been the primary question driving your life? It's not, again, whether it's a good or bad question. It might be a question that needs to be just number five on your list and come up with a brand new one today. Let's go back to Genevieve. She had one question that drove her life. Am I having fun? Are there consequences to that type of question? It drives your belief. It filters your life. What happened to her? Am I having fun? She went on to say, you know what? As I realized that has been my primary question, I realize it has destroyed my life. She went on to share. She was in a relationship deeply in love could have been her lifelong relationship could have got engaged to this man and married but she had a question am i having fun and at his deepest point in need she didn't think it was fun and she wasn't there for him in fact stunningly what she shared was his mom died and when he needed her the most And as anybody would, he expected her to be there at the funeral. She didn't go. Why? She said it wouldn't be fun. Instead, she went and hung out with some friends. Does your primary question have consequence? Does your primary question matter? It is driving your life. It's driving my life. And if that's unconscious, it's time to say, let me make it conscious. For Genevieve, that question was, am I having fun? And she consciously chose that day to change it. Her new question became, am I loving the best that I can? So what has been your old primary question? What's going to be your new one from this day forward? Write it down. Take a look at it several times a day, read it out loud, answer it out loud. And after a few weeks of doing that, it'll become second nature. And when you find yourself stepping back into the old pattern, just simply say, I need to focus on my new question. And maybe your question is something like, what is wrong with people? And maybe a better question is to simply say, What can I truly appreciate about the people I'm with today? Or better yet, how can I show the people I'm with today? I truly appreciate them. It's time to stop living like mere men and mere women. You and I, we were not called to fit in. We were called to stand out and to live at a different standard and to say today can be that game changer. Today I'm going to choose a new primary question.